Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Supply. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Our dub, man, special player. He made some special runs today. Some there was something there, some there wasn't, and he made something out of nothing. I mean, it's hard to tackle. Obviously, Rocket, I don't know what he had. What, he had 50 yards rushing or something like that somewhere in there. But Rocket had a good day, too. But Dom stood out, and our dub stood out. Rocket, you know, we, Rocket had a good day. It's just, you know, that's what we expected. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We're going to go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It has been a fun-filled show here on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. And we've been reacting to everything over the sports weekend. And we're going to have Chris Gordy joining us here in just a second to really uh, talk about the national landscape when it comes to all things uh, NFL, college, and a lot more. But... I uh, did have uh, someone uh, from Redbone actually texted in on our Southern Structural Solutions text line. They just wanted to give a shout-out to Dr. Kelly Martin, Deputy Superintendent at Greenbrier School, as she graduated Saturday from ASU with her doctorate in education. It's her husband, Sean Martin, who was texting in. Oh, that's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, congratulations. And it says, I'm really proud of her, and she has worked really hard for three years and eight months. So uh, congratulations to that. And I am sure that uh, forget all the other hard work she's put in, it's going to make her day that on Out of Bounds we mentioned her name and got got a shout-out to her. So husband of the year material right there, man. But, yeah, we appreciate you texting. Also from the 501 said, uh, did Ezekiel Elliott make a team? Not yet. No. He's still hanging out there. No, he's still hanging Dalvin Cook, there are plenty of good running backs. Yeah, I know. And that's what's still weird about it is how how there are plenty of them. They just haven't you know gotten jobs yet, but they will. They will. They'll have a, a place where they end up landing. It's just a matter of finding the right fit. But we'll talk about that and a lot more now as we go to the phone lines and welcome in Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 as well as the Locked On SEC podcast for another show. Really uh, just an all-around great sports guy. And, Chris, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm a little depressed considering one of my favorite top ten movies of all time, The Blind Side, is a fake. It's a fraud. I'm, I'm a little depressed. I, I love the fact that our two guests today have opened up this when we welcome them in, talking about this in The Blind Side. Our first <laughs> guest, Andrew Ellis, hated The Blind Side like I do, and then here you are talking about you're depressed. What do you make? We'll start there. What do you make of this story, Gordy? Because this is a, you know, I, I remember uh, Michael Orr not liking the movie from the get go, and that's when I started being like, okay, well, how do you not like it if it's about your life? Like something's got to be off there. But what do you make of the latest development in all of this? It's one of the greatest SEC movies of all time. It features Ed Ogeron, Dick Saban, Tommy Tuberville. I mean, it's, it's got everything you, you could want from uh, an SEC real-life storyline with actual real actors or real coaches playing themselves in it. Um, no, I mean, it, look, it, it was a great movie. I mean, Sandra Bullock did a great job, but, you know, I don't know if you believe what you're hearing here. It sounds like the Tuohys, maybe not such great people and that uh, I, I find it hard to believe that it says that basically and remember um, you know the book came out and then the movie was based on the book on the real life story of, of the Tuohys and Michael Orr but 
like when when I read that the allegations are that they took the profit two hundred twenty five thousand apiece and split it up four you know four ways like each family member Sean and Leanne Tui and then each of their kids made two hundred twenty five thousand on the right and Michael Orr didn't get anything. I just find that hard to believe. Like I, I need to see a paper trail. I need to see documentation that the movie is about Michael Orr and he didn't get any money from this. Like. I, I I don't know, man. It sounds it sounds a little fishy to me, but if it's true, then yeah, they're, they're real uh, they're they're real not so great people. It sounds like the Tui family. So I don't know. I need I need more details. I need to hear the other side of this. But just a little disappointing. It, it, it's supposed to be one of these awesome, inspiring storylines, and uh, now it's turned out to be they're they're the villains here. Chris, NFL preseason going on, and we've gotten our first look at the rookie quarterbacks, the ones that were. At the top of the draft, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. What did you think of the performance of some of the rookie quarterbacks that are looking like they're all three going to be starters from day one in the NFL? Yeah, very mixed bag. Um, I thought C.J. Stroud looked probably the, I don't want to say the worst, but like he only got two drives for the Texans. And, uh, you know, Laramie Tunsil didn't play. Titus Howard, their franchise right tackle, he's hurt. Uh, uh, Mason, their, their uh, left guard, like nobody played that game for the Texans, like on the offensive line. So CJ Stroud was running for his life from the first snap. And, you know, he forced the ball in there on third and long, and it was an interception. And so uh, I, I just chalked it up to, you know, he's going to have to go through his growing pain. Bryce Young, kind of the same thing, um, you know. For Carolina, their offensive line's not great. He had pressure in his face. A few throws I thought he was just off target on. But again, limited sample size, really small. Anthony Richardson's the interesting one because his first pass gets picked off going the other way. And then his passes after that, even the completions, I thought two of them were good. All the other ones were like high, very high throws, and the receivers are having to jump up in the air to go get it. Uh, I said coming into the draft, I thought Anthony Richardson, he had accuracy issues at Florida. I, I don't know how that suddenly just gets solved at the NFL level. And I thought wherever he got drafted, I said, I hope he has a really patient OC or quarterback coach, almost like quarterback guru that can really work with him and, and find, you know, uh, hone the fine details. I don't know if he has that in Shane Sykin. So, We'll, we'll find out, um, but I, I think, yeah, early early uh, reviews, at least through limited preseason game one, all three guys didn't look that great, but I expect as time goes on, they'll, they'll settle in, they'll develop. You know, it was amazing. We were diving into Trevor Lawrence's numbers today, his year one. They were atrocious, and a big part of that is because Urban Meyer was his head coach, don't get me wrong, but, you know, he had like 17 interceptions, like 12 touchdown passes, he improved dramatically in year two. Year two, you know, 20-plus touchdowns and only eight interceptions. So, you know, it's almost like whatever happens this year with Bryce Young, C.J. Stout, Anthony Richardson, it, it still is an incomplete grade. Like, we can't overreact to anything we see here in year one because look at how dramatically improved Trevor Lawrence was going from year one to year two. Uh, I think you just kind of have to have patience with all the rookie quarterbacks. Davis Mills actually looked better for the Texans, but nobody cares. They want to see C.J. Stroud. Yeah, that's like saying, you know, Felipe Franks looked really good. Yeah, but he's he's limited. Like, that Davis Mills is limited. Like, you're not you're not going to win a, a championship with Davis Mills. You might win a game, you know. That's kind of how it is. But, um, yeah, I'm not – if there's, if the Texans are starting Davis Mills, then they got bigger problems. I, I think, you know, this whole thing about – Oh, you sit C.J. Stroud and let him learn. No, BS. It's the NFL. You learn on the job. Go, go play. Go through your growing pain, and have a tough enough skin uh, that that you know that you don't let it kill you. Um, you know, there's some people that yeah that they crumble uh, at the first sign of not success. But you know, when I look at guys like Jalen Hurts, who kind of went through his growing pains his first year in the league with the Eagles, and look what he is now—a franchise quarterback who led his team to a Super Bowl appearance—I just feel like. You got to play your starter early, and then and then just you know get through the trials and the fires, and um, and just have patience. That's, that's all the fans and the coaching staff have to have, to have patience. Well, and I think it's interesting with each and every team that draft a, a quarterback that they want to make their franchise quarterback. In the case of C.J. Stroud with the Houston Texans, 
it's like every team's different, but it's like there's an expectation. So it's like, what do you want to see like in this year with C.J. Stroud? Like, what's what would you consider to be a good year? Is there stats? Is it something you just want to see? Something he does on the field? Like, what would you? What is the expectation for him essentially in year one? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I go back to the the Trevor Lawrence top, and, and again, Trevor Lawrence was number one, CJ Stroud was number two, but you just want to see him. You want to see flashes, and we saw that with uh, with Trevor Lawrence in year one at Jacksonville. It was a lot of bad, but there was a lot of good also. And you saw some flashes, and you went, "Oh man, okay, that's that's the guy we're looking for. That's the guy we drafted, you know, high in the draft." So, you know, with Stroud, you just want to see development. You want to see him learn from his mistakes. You know, we heard that the first day of training camp. You know, he threw a he threw a pick and uh, was instantly going to Demico Ryan and saying, "Hey, what 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 were you guys doing on the covers there?" I mean, he's he's willing to learn and trying to figure out and learn from his mistakes. His pick he threw in the game the other night. He admitted in the post game, "I know exactly what I did wrong. I, I you know I won't do that again. This is the NFL, all that kind of stuff." So, learn from your mistakes, go through your growing pains, but you got to show those flashes, right? You got to see the flashes of, of the great plays, and I think we'll see that. Anything else that stood out to you from NFL preseason games over the weekend? Uh, I think the Saints are going to be better than I thought. I uh, watched a little bit of them on the NFL Network yesterday. Derek Carr and that Saints offense went right down the field and scored. And there's that guy, Michael Thomas, back, and it looks like he's actually healthy and going to play some football. And if that's the case, him with their first-round pick a year ago, a year ago Chris Olave. Uh, they got a, a kid they drafted in the middle rounds, A.T. Perry, I think is his name, number 17. He looked good. And then they're pretty deep at tight end. They have this guy, Juwan Johnson, who was who was really good last year. Jimmy Graham, they resurrected his career. Uh, Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended the first couple of games of the season. But, man, he looked good. Fresh legs running up and down the, the Chiefs defense yesterday. And then Jamal Williams, their backup running back, who you know was a starter in Detroit and you know was a backup in Green Bay. He looked pretty good as well. So, yeah, I uh, Saints caught my eye yesterday. I said, man, Derek Carr, actually, he looked a little bit like Drew Brees-esque out there, just moving the ball around, throwing it around the field. And, uh, you know, when you look at that crappy division with, with Bryce Young and Baker Mayfield and Tampa and uh, Atlanta, I guess they're going with Desmond Ritter. Yeah, like, uh, there's, there's no doubt the Saints should get to 10, 11 wins at least, win that NFC South, and maybe they can make some noise there. So we were talking about this. What do you make of how much a quarterback, especially if it's like a, a rookie or a, with a new coach or a new team or whatever, how much do you m- make of them in their playing time in the preseason games? Cause it seems like you're never going to make everybody happy. People think they should never play. Then there's some people that say they want to see them play. But how, how do you balance it out? And, and what do you think uh, is the magic behind that of finding the right time amount amount of time for the star players to actually play in preseason? It, it's an interesting argument. I, I didn't realize earlier today – Sports Center put up a graphic and said uh, Dak Prescott has not since 2019 has not played in a preseason. I was like, wow, that's really strange. Uh, and maybe they're a little bit jaded because didn't did Tony Romo get hurt in, in a preseason game? So yes. maybe maybe there's a little jinx there that they're trying to avoid. But I go back to Pat Mahomes. You remember last year's preseason game, the first one? Andy Reid threw all the starters out there last year. Yesterday, the Chiefs playing the Saints. Pat Mahomes is out there. He's starting. All the you know, almost all their guys are out there. So, you know, and they're the Super Bowl champs. So, you know, it's I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason on on to, you know, what the best approach is. I just uh, I look at the champs and go, man, Mahomes is doing it. So if he's doing it, I think everybody else should be doing it to find a way to get their starters in. Everybody's got their different philosophy. I've heard some teams they they say the preseason games are just an extension of practice. In fact, I heard. Somebody said the other day that you know they were they had practice number eleven and practice number twelve was going to be their preseason game. Like they're just treating it like that. Uh, some teams said they get more out of the joint practices than they do the actual preseason games. Now the one caveat that's different is usually in the joint practices the quarterbacks still wear the red jersey, the don't touch me jersey, whereas in preseason games they can get hit. But it, it's it's crazy. A lot of coaching staff say you can get more out of those joint practices than you can. In, uh, in the actual preseason game. So I, I talked with somebody who's pretty high up in the NFL last week. He was telling me, you know, look, they, they like that they've gone from four to three preseason games. He said, give it another year or so, they're trimming this thing down to two. We're, we're going to be down to two preseason games uh, in the next couple of years, and we're going to be expanding the regular season. We already went from 16 to 17. Uh, an 18-game regular season is on the horizon because there's so much money involved in it. 
And let's be honest, guys. For those who watch preseason games this weekend, be honest with yourself. How much did you watch of it? If you, you know, majority of us, we were flipping the, the channel by the end of the first quarter. So that tells you all you need to know where the dollars and cents go. They're going to keep trimming down on the preseason and keep adding more and more games to the regular Chris, there's also an element to this about players not really playing in the preseason, and then when the regular season starts, they don't look as crisp and ready to go. And so some of the teams struggle at the beginning of the season because of not getting that work in the preseason. It's true, but I wonder, you know, to my point, I just said going to a 17-game season, if we go to even more games, how many Teams might just treat week one and week two like who cares? You know, we'll we'll get into the into the flow of the regular season and uh, you know hopefully be hitting our stride by week three or week four. I know it's the NFL and every week is important, but man, you keep adding more and more games, they're not as important anymore. You can lose two games in a row and it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting thought, and you know the, we've seen in the past people who go slow through training camp or. Uh, don't play in the preseason, they suddenly, the soft tissue issues pop up. Um, you know, whether it's hamstring, whether it's, you know, arm, what, whatever, we start to see some of those pop up too. So, I don't know, man, like I said, I don't know what the right answer is to how much you, you go full go in, in preseason games and all that. I just know for the fans, it sucks. No one wants to watch the six-string tight end catching passes in the fourth quarter from a quarterback that's going to be selling medicines in six months. Like, it, it's, it's bad football. It's not entertaining. Speaking with Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 and the Locked On SEC podcast here on the hotline. Uh, Gordy, uh, just uh, shifting gears a little bit because I uh, know that there's uh, a lot going on, but I did want to ask you about Major League Baseball and everything because it looks like, uh, of course, you're covering the Astros and where everything sets out right now. And uh, I know you've been uh, active on social media with with the uh, Astros. Just what do you make of uh, where their current position is at in the Major League Baseball standings and how, and how they're feeling and looking going into uh, getting closer to uh, October? Yeah, the race is, is getting interesting. I mean, the, the freaking Rangers, uh, thankfully, the, the Giants did us a favor and beat them in extra innings yesterday, but the Rangers just will not slow down. Um, you know, it, I saw the, the three hottest teams since the All-Star break are the Rangers, the Astros, and the Mariners, and they're all in the same division. I mean, it, it's crazy what's happening uh, in terms of this division race and, and really fighting for a wild card. And, you know, the Astros are trying to close that gap. They're two, half, two and a half games still behind the Rangers in the AL West. There's some thought that eventually the Astros could, could catch fire and catch them, but they need the Rangers to lose some games. But, you know, we look at it right now, the Rangers and the Rays have the second-best record in the American League behind the Orioles. And, um, you know, we saw the Astros play the Orioles this past week. They took two out of three against them. But Baltimore's the real deal, man. They got some really good arms, some good, some good bats, and – uh you know, it's it's going to be really fascinating when we get to the postseason, guys, because we're talking about an Astros team with a ton of postseason experience. I mean, a lot of guys on this team have played for multiple World Series here in recent years. And you talk about an Orioles team that almost nobody on their team has had any postseason success. The Rangers, over half their roster, has very limited to little postseason experience. Um, you know, the Rays get there every year, but, you know, we'll see what them. Toronto has only played you know, a handful of pre, uh, postseason games in recent years. So uh, it'll be fascinating when we get to the postseason and teams punch their tickets. How much does experience matter? And how much does just getting hot at the right time matter? Because this point a year ago, we were all talking about the Braves and how hot they were. And, hey, the Phillies made a couple moves at the trade deadline. And look at what the Phillies did down the stretch. They got red hot. They get in the postseason. They go on a run. And they get to the World Series. And, you know, lost to the Astros in six games. But still a ridiculous accomplishment and i feel like that's kind of where we are right now everybody is gushing over the braves the braves this the braves that and i just wonder man once we get to the postseason none of that matters who's going to catch fire at the right time and we could be talking about you know i don't know maybe i'm a milwaukee brewers toronto blue jays world series or something that we didn't see coming um because you know a couple teams got out at the right time so it's gonna be fun man i, I hate that it always coincides with the start of football season because we kind of lose focus on baseball but uh, these playoffs are going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Which situation looks better so far, Verlander with the Astros or Scherzer with the Rangers? Uh, they both look good so far. I mean, Verlander has is, is, is been really good. His first start, he got no run support, but he was still outstanding. And then Friday night, he was really good, and he got the run support and uh, got picked up his first win back at Minute Bay Park. It was really weird. Like it, was, it was almost this thing where it was like he left, but it didn't feel like he left. 
Like he was only gone for a few months. And I saw there was a New York Post article say, you know, trying to criticize him, saying Verlander was a diva. And then when you read through the, the details, it said he was ha- he was having an issue with one of the Mets front office people saying that their analytics department wasn't on par with the Astros. And I'm going, wait a minute, that's not Verlander being a diva. That's Verlander going, hey, why aren't you guys committed to winning with the Mets? Like you, you spend all this money, but then you don't put the resources into you know actually having a decent analytics department and scouting reports and things like that. So I just thought that was really funny. The headline was, you know, Verlander's a diva, and I'm like, no, he actually cares about winning, unlike the New York Mets. So, um, yeah, I, I think Verlander's been great. Scherzer was really good. He, he was shaky in his first outing in, like, a first inning, and then he settled down and had, like, I don't know, what was it, double-digit strikeouts or something crazy. So I think both guys are good. The only problem is Verlander, for the most part, has, has a great track record of staying healthy. Scherzer in recent years, not so much. So that will be something fascinating, too. If this division race gets down to half a game going into the last week of the season and, the, the you know, the Astros are still rolling with Verlander and the Rangers don't have Scherzer anymore, that one could be a difference maker. Well, before you get out of here, Gordy, I know you tweeted about it and we talked about it. So what did you make of the Johnny Manziel documentary on Netflix? Yeah, it was sad. I mean, it, it was fun to relive those memories and all that, but it just, it's a sad story. Uh, what, and give you guys a little peek behind the curtain. What they don't talk about in there is, you know, Johnny, Johnny Venzel liked partying, liked drinking, and all that. What, what nobody talks about is his coaching staff was the same way. I mean, they interviewed Cliff Kingsbury in this thing. That whole crew came from the University of Houston. It was Kevin Sumlin, uh, Dana Holgerson was there at the time, Cliff Kingsbury, all those guys. I'm not going to go on a limb and say they're alcoholics, but those guys like to drink. They like to party. They like to do it. And so, you know, it's like this funny thing where, like, oh, Manziel, look at what he was doing. Well, he was only doing what he learned. His coaching staff went the same way. Uh, Someone in that whole crew. So, you know, it, look, it, it is what it is. I wish he would have had a little bit more leadership from his head coach, from his parents, from his family and all that, that maybe could have intervened because, you know, I, I really thought his skill set was going to translate to the NFL. Mostly it just didn't, but... Just a sad story and kind of how it ended, and it ended kind of abruptly. We didn't get really much resolution, but, man, what a story that was. That freshman year, post-freshman year, you win that Heisman. I mean, he's literally on private jets, sitting courtside at every event. Like, what what a life we all dream of, um, you know, that we could have had when we were in college. But a uh, really good documentary for those who didn't catch it. I encourage you to check it out. Yeah, just uh thing you don't really think about is like when you talk about he got to the NFL, he felt like he accomplished everything he wanted to. You know, he just like he partied, he got the celebrities, he got the fame and riches, and it's like he just lost the love for football at the end of it, it seemed like. So, yeah, crazy story, but a great Netflix documentary and uh, definitely one worth watching. But, hey, Gordy, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Gordy. Catch your stuff on Sports Talk 790 down there in Houston as well as the Locked On SEC podcast. Have a great week, my man, and I know we'll be catching up with you here soon, all right? Yeah, John, when you get famous, just keep me in your entourage, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure you'll be my uh, Uncle Nate or whatever his name was. Yeah, you can be you can be my Uncle Nate, man. I'll do that for you. Appreciate it. Again, that was Chris Gordy joining us. Uh, Sports Talk 790. Having some fun with him talking about pretty much all the things going on in the world of sports. But uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, though, we're going to have uh, some other headlines to dive into. And I'm going to have some fun audio for you called a little cold pizza segments. Our leftover headlines, essentially the ones that we didn't get to. And more of your phone calls and text messages, 501-661-1037 is that number to do it. So stay with us. we got more Out of Bounds coming up next. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Center. Arkansas football held their first scrimmage of fall camp on Saturday. The defensive line stood out, according to Coach Pittman. Defensive lineman Cam Ball spoke to the media after practice. All of us, we was hungry as a whole. 
Um, you can tell that the chemistry is really there. We all played together. You know, it was all one, all on one accord. And basically, we just gave a preview of how it's going to be this season. Arkansas got the day off Sunday. They'll be back in action again today. Stay tuned to the buzz for updates. And the Arkansas Travelers fell to the Midland Rockhounds 8-2 yesterday. They've lost five of their six matchups with them. The Travelers are in a skit as they're just 1-11 in the month of August. The Travelers will try to break out of their slump tomorrow when they travel to Amarillo to take on the Sod Poodles. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Sometimes you just got to have some wings. And with buffalo, barbecue, teriyaki, Cajun buffalo, lemon honey, garlic parmesan, mango habanero, lemon pepper, pineapple habanero, honey hot, and Brewskies Reaper, you know where to find them. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Monday night is poker night with two games nightly, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. only at Brewskies. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Christy Pettit in Maumel, Matt Cooper in Russellville, or Madison Buse in England. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago, and ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Get ready, Sheridan, as the buzz rolls into town, not for just one show, but two shows this Thursday. That's right, The Zone and Out of Bounds will be broadcasting live back-to-back from Prime Fresh Market's grand opening. There'll be local vendors there, and Joey, the owner, will even be grilling himself, all of them dishing out free samples. It happens this Thursday from 10 till 4 at Prime Fresh Market in Sheridan. Hi, folks. It's Chris Zender here at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. It's August, and the deals are hotter than ever at Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood. We have $10,000 discounts on all 23 Ram Limiteds, Rebels, and Longhorns. But that's not all. Get up to $4,000 off new Grand Cherokees plus 2.9% financing for 72 months. And we have employee pricing on new Jeep Gladiator Sport combined with 1.9% financing plus no payments for 90 days. If you ever wanted a Gladiator, now's the time. Come see us today for the deal of a lifetime on new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram. Just tell us what you're looking for and we'll make you a deal. Folks, we need your trade in so we're paying way over book value for trades. At Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. We also promise you a hassle-free buying experience, so come see us and give us a chance to earn your business. Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. Hey folks, Trey Johnson here with HJ Trailer Sales in Hot Springs. And I want to thank all our customers for making HJ Trailer Sales the number one trailer and truck bed dealer in the state of Arkansas. With fall almost here and everyone heading to the woods, I want to let you know that we're here to keep your trailers on the road with a great repair shop. So come see us at HJ Trailer Sales where we make you the priority and where you will also find that we keep our word. We're family owned and operated. Check us out at hjtrailersales.com or on Facebook. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Mr. Dorfman. Hello. 0.2. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. On 103.7 The Buzz.
Just got a couple segments left here on Out of Bounds, folks. But listen, well, I got to tell you about Guadney Chevrolet and the great deals that they have going on throughout the entire month of August. It's hot out there, isn't it? It's really warm. And you know what's really tough is when you're out there and you're in a vehicle that doesn't have a functioning air conditioning. Ain't working the right way. Or maybe uh, one that doesn't have the, the good uh, insulation to keep the cold air in. And, you know, you're just sitting there and you're looking at it. You're like, what am I doing here? Why am I melting when I'm supposed to be when I'm driving? Shouldn't I have an air conditioning that works? Shouldn't I have a nice vehicle? Of course you could. You should. You deserve it. You listen to this show, you deserve a new vehicle. So check it out at GuadneyChevrolet.com for all their inventory. But see them in person at Guadney Chevrolet. They have inventory on their Silverados. They got Tahoes. They got Equinoxes. They got everything. Everything you could possibly need with an award-winning sales staff and service department. No matter what it is, they got you. New vehicles especially. But they also have pre-owned vehicles too that are good enough for mom. So maybe you're looking for uh, something that's been pre-owned or maybe you got a, a kid that's about to turn 16 or maybe 18. This is their senior year. You want to get them back in school with something a little fancy. That's what Guadney Chevrolet is going to help you out with. So check them out today right there off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville, 1301 TPY Drive. Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. It's Guadney Chevrolet and GuadneyChevrolet.com. Again, it's out of bounds here on a reaction Monday, and we had a few things to play from Sam Pittman, and he met with the media, and here's what he's talking about with the defense as a whole, especially the linebacker position. I thought Jaheim Thomas made a lot of plays. Crook, you know, Pooh got an ankle, uh, so he didn't didn't play today. Uh, But I thought those two, obviously Greer made some plays. I'll tell you who shined a little bit today that that is coming on is Sanford. You know, Sanford made several plays today and and obviously Spence. But I think they played pretty good. I thought the defense as a whole played well. The problem is we got too many penalties in the secondary. Uh, we we were given offense defensively. We were just given first downs, and and uh, that had to been maybe four or five different penalties. Now you look at that, and the world's not freaking coming to an end, guys. You're talking about the ones, the twos, and the threes. I'm not talking about just the ones and all the guys that's going to play every snap. But we had too many penalties back there. We got to clean that up. So Sam Pittman uh, likes what the defense has uh, been giving them, and the reason I, I really wanted to play that clip is the old adage was it that coaches are at least maybe not all coaches, some coaches, some players, whatever. It's like, you know, we always want our defense to be ahead of our offense at this point in time. Like, is there? I don't know if there's ever anything to that, but it's something that gets thrown around a lot where I never understood what that meant. I guess it's because it's tougher to install an offense. I don't know, but uh, at least with the defensive side of the ball, it looks like that's been uh, looking good so far in fall camp and having a good scrimmage on Saturday too. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, that the offense, it takes time and it's a process, and so – if the defense is getting beat by an offense that's not fully up to speed, then that's a problem with the defense. Big problem, too. Honestly, our Asher Record Life fan feedback, Kit, comes in and says, do you think that R-Dub, which is, of course, Rashad Dabinian, may do to Rocket Sanders what D-Mac did to Darius Howard several years ago? Love your show. Don't think so. No. I would not bank on that one. Uh, and for those of you who may not remember the context of it, Dearest Howard was a senior and uh, was a starting running back for Arkansas back in 2005 and was off to a really good start. But then there was these freshmen called, named Darren McFadden and Felix Jones that started uh, looking pretty good and ended up taking over as, as his job. And I always felt bad for him. He was like, man, any other year, any other circumstance, he probably would have been the featured back and rushed for over 1,000 yards. But just happened to be the same year that two of the well, the, number, the greatest Razorback football player of all time to be at the same position, but also – one of the other great ones with Felix Jones as freshmen were just there. It's just poor timing on it on that part. But he was really good, though. He was really good. Also, uh, from Freddie Five Spins. Love that. <laughs> uh, from the Asher Record Life fan feedback, he's talking about Saracen. He says, fellas, how we feeling? So sad that news, John. Also remember the bus stops as well. Yes, for sure. Bus stops and school zones. Remember that. He says, people can't drive these days. Was on a Mediterranean cruise last week. And that's way out of Bet Saracen range, but highly recommend it to anyone. Got back Saturday and immediately started hammering some props. John, recommend just bet the over bases bet on Matt Olson of the Braves from now on. He's hitting dingers and RBIs. Go with him over tonight over one and a half bases. 
And the Mets-Astros parlay money line, baby. Live free, boys, and peace out on this Monday. Go to recommendations. Something to look into. Yeah, I appreciate you. Uh, Freddy Five Spins. I love that nickname. I mean, if there's somebody that's going to tell you about Bet Saracen, it's going to be a guy by the name of Freddy Five Spins. Love that, too. And also, let's see, where was the other uh, that's going to... Oh, and Kevin, we talked about the Zeke Elliott already and uh, dove into that. Oh, and also from 501 earlier, uh, they said that we should just do the wild hog formation with Rocket, Dominion, A.J. Green, and Dominic Johnson. Who says no? I say no. Because <laughs> you have K.J. Jefferson. You don't need the, you don't need the wild hog. Is that, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right, because it was with Wildcat, and then it went to the wild hog, right? Wasn't that the transition? Yeah. I think I think those days are over. I, I'm not hating on anybody. I'm just saying that one of the big reasons that was a thing, too, is you just didn't have the passing threat uh, that you did, but you wanted to get the ball in the hands of your best player, Darren McFadden, uh, every well, single time. Well, it was a concept that had taken over football, not only you know at the NFL level, but it filtered down to college. So it was one of those things that was going on that the defense did have to catch up with. And eventually they did, and it went away. Mm-hmm. What was it? Is it the Dolphins that did it for a bit? Ronnie Brown. And, and Ricky Williams, right? Was it both of them on the team? Yeah, because then it started to develop, and there's nothing to blame Houston Nut for. Like, it was the Wildcat, but then they changed it to the Wild Hog, and it just became, if anybody ran it, just whatever your mascot name was, just roll with it. Because I think that was, they called it the Wild Finn down there in Miami for the Dolphins, the Wild Finn. And uh, there was the Wild, uh, the, the Duck, the Oregon Ducks did it one time, and it was like, I guess the Wild Duck. Just. You know, whatever whatever it was your mascot name, <laughs> you ran the Wildcats, you had to call it a, whatever the mascot was. But See, Kentucky was in perfect position. They could have left it as is. Yeah, yeah. Didn't just, have to change anything. Yeah, but I guess that was back during the day of, uh, what was it, Rich Brooks. Rich Brooks was the head coach there. He actually had success. That year was the same year, the was it Andre, not Andre Johnson, Andre Woodson, right? Andre Woodson, yeah. Yeah. I thought he would be a guy he was who... big. Yeah. He was like 6'5", like 255. Like he was built. He had a great arm. Yeah, I thought he, I honestly thought he would make it into the NFL a little longer. I and mean, I think he was with the Bears for a bit, but it's never really caught on. Um, but yeah, he was a really good quarterback, and uh, Kentucky won ten games that year, nine or ten games. And another fun fact that year, that was the year LSU won the national championship. But LSU was the first team to ever lose two games and still get in the national championship. And their two losses were to Arkansas and Kentucky that year. And both losses came in triple overtime. So. Didn't show a lot of respect to the teams that beat them. Apparently they're not. Like they're still the best team in the nation. Yep. yep. That was, uh, thank goodness that West Virginia and Missouri lost, or else that would have been in the final week of the season, because else that would have been the uh, the college football national championship game back when the BCS was a thing. Talk so. about everything going LSU's way. Yeah, because it was also the... Um, it was uh, when they played Ohio State. I think it was, was it Beanie Wells, I think, was the running back on that team. Uh, but that, that Ohio State team was really good, but they had lost. They had a bad loss. It was like someone like maybe it was the Northwestern or uh, somebody that they weren't supposed to lose to. So everyone was thinking like those are you know LSU and Ohio State. Like you you have upsets, but it's like those two teams almost got left out because they lost to quote worse teams. But then they ended up playing in the national championship anyways, <laughs> and LSU won. It's like the television ratings were so happy. They're like no offense to Missouri and West Virginia. But uh, LSU and uh, Ohio State are definitely big brands of college football, so they that would have been happy. completely different in today's game with four teams. Yeah, because that was Jim Trestle and Les Miles, and then yeah, because and then West Virginia had uh, Rich Rodriguez, and Gary Pinkle was at Missouri. Man, that was just a long time ago, and and it's amazing how like thinking about to where college football was in that place. Everyone thought it was such a cuckoo idea that no huddle spread stuff that. West Virginia and Rich Rodriguez were running. Now look at college football now. It's like that's whatever. Not that exact version, but that type, the offense that's very explosive, everyone uh, was really, uh, you know, maybe a little more against it. But as it turns out, it's actually a pretty effective offense. To it's run. always been elements of it, but now it's like everybody does it. I know. And does it better in some cases. Rich Rodriguez was just ahead of the curve is all it was. But uh, we're up against it, though. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, three and out going to be next. We'll have some storylines, some headlines we haven't gotten into. Close up shop, get you ready for drive time sports, so stay with us here on Out of Bounds. Hey, 
it's Joey and Ryan here at Red River Dodge. You know, we're known for amazing deals, but this month it's going to be much better. Have you ever wanted to buy a Jeep Gladiator? Well, now's the time. Employee pricing rebates, 1.9% financing, and much more on select models. Ram, $1,500 up to $13,000 off on select units. So for all your new Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Huber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. And don't forget a Red River. We deliver. God bless. This is Pat Bradley. Tune in every Tuesday when I join Justin and Wes in the zone. Brought to you by River City Flooring. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com. RiverCityFlooringInc.com. Ah, not again. Let me tell you about my man Tom. He had some serious bad luck. And one day he said to me, When is my luck gonna change? And I was like, You need to go to Tunica, bro. And he was like, Yeah! Good idea, bro. Tom was winning big money. People were cheering and kisses. My man was like, This is amazing! His losing streak was finally over. Man, I cannot believe my luck. Believe it. Because when you're in Tunica, you're always a winner. From the same ownership that brought you Whitehall Fresh Market, now comes Prime Fresh Market in Sheridan. Still that same authentic meat market with the best selection of quality meats as well as one-on-one personal service. Prime Fresh Market, located on the Sheridan Bypass, is Grant County's newest home for a huge variety of seafood. Fresh cooked-to-go dishes, salad bar options, deli sandwiches, seafood boils, and the best quality meat selections around. All this along, of course, with a legendary lunch buffet. It can be found in Sheridan at Prime Fresh Market. Look them up on Facebook today. That's Mike saying good morning. It's the best he can do right now. Yeah, not a cloud in the sky. What Mike could use is a fresh start. And Irish Spring Body Wash. The fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset Mike needs. Now he's ready to go to work. It's Sunday. Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at Walmart today. The extracurricular activities, the traffic, the nightly homework, the traffic, the finding time to eat dinner together as a family, the traffic. Back to school can be stressful. Thanks to Ziploc, meal prep doesn't have to be. New Ziploc bags with Stay Open Design have a patented stand-up bottom that helps keep the bag upright and a top grease that folds and holds for easy filling, unlocking a second set of hands in the kitchen. If only it unlocked a second set of lanes. New Ziploc brand freezer and storage bags with Stay Open Design from SC Johnson, a family company. Southern Four Coating presents the Zone Rewind. Tune in Fridays when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Ready to transform your patio, porch, or pool deck? Call the pros at Southern Four Coating. Find them online at southernfourcoating.com. Things you'd rather do than deal with your current HR and payroll provider. Stub your toes on purpose. Or sitting through a four-hour seminar on funny dad jokes. Okay, okay, you guys hear me out. You know how celebrities stay cool? (laughs) They have a lot of fans. If you and your company are unhappy with the level of service you're getting from your current HR or payroll provider, make the switch to a company who cares. The Payroll Company. Our service is top-notch and worth switching for. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. Attention, bow hunters. Ready to take your hunting game to the next level? Then set your sights on Max Prairie Wings, featuring the best model bows from Elite, Matthews, Hoyt, and Bear. Max offers all the -the top-of-the-line bows along with any accessory you need to make your bow even more powerful. And they'll even work with you to build your dream bow exactly the way you want it. Max Prairie Wings, your go-to destination for bow hunting gear. Click on maxpw.com or visit their store in Stuttgart. Max Prairie Wings, where passion meets precision. Happy hunting! Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into 
Uh, I also wanted, I should have put this in the uh, best of the weekend because this was uh, quite hysterical to me. Where, uh, you know, it's not like I was watching the WTA 1000 tournament, which is a, a tennis tournament, but uh, it was being broadcasted and uh, they had to stop play for uh, one of the funny reasons. Because, you know, tennis is very quiet whenever the ball is being hit, but uh, when uh, this uh, started playing in the background, they had to pause uh, play and, and restart the, the play, too. Joe just came on mid-rally. Oh, wow. Are we in tech? Now, I mean, nothing could be better than that song playing in the middle of it. Like, it could not be more anti-like tennis than what you think of Cotton Eye Joe. But uh, they, they restarted the play. It was fine. But still, uh, somebody's probably in trouble there in the sound booth. He started playing that song in the middle of the match. Zach Martin is now reporting to Cowboys camp. He's no longer holding out, and they gave some added value to his current contract. He's going to get 8.5 mil over the next two seasons, and it's going to be fully guaranteed. So got a rework contract, and now he's good to go to get back in camp with the Cowboys. So uh, also in some uh, other uh, sports news, I meant to bring this up a a little bit earlier as part of the, uh, as far as the uh, uh, what's trending in the world of sports, but uh, I did see with the, the conference expansion realignment and all the craziness going along with it, I guess this happened technically on Friday, but uh, talk about Cal and Stanford possibly joining the ACC. Well, it's not going to happen, and the reason being is because four schools in the ACC stood against it, and one of those schools, of course, being Florida State, but also North Carolina, Clemson, and NC State are all opposed. Uh, doesn't mean that there weren't some other ones that were there, too, or anything, but Still, to know that uh, it's not just something where, oh, all the conferences want everybody welcoming in. No, those teams didn't really want to do that route. Don't know what's going to be held for the Pac-12, but it doesn't look like any schools are going to be joining the ACC at least anytime soon. And more camp news where Jonathan Taylor has returned to the Colts. He's still on the pup list, but he took some time away to kind of rehab on his own, and there was talk about the Colts putting him on the non-injured-related list. But he's returned, and he's still on the pup list, but he's back in camp with the Colts, so that's at least a positive sign that he's back with the team. Also give a shout-out to uh, the Detroit Lions fans. They're really excited about this season. I mean, this might be one of the most hopeful times they've had as a Detroit Lions fans, but during their preseason game against the Giants, the fans were so loud in the preseason game that the Giants actually had to go and use a silent count. We talk about uh, preseason games and whether or not you like them or not or if they mean anything or not, but... Uh, to see a story like that is always pretty funny and pretty cool because it shows the excitement that they have, but also the energy that they're bringing already just in preseason games, too. Billie Eilish was doing a Q&A on her Instagram story, and she was asked if she was dating someone. And her answer was, no, sir. Mm. Now, she was with uh, Jesse Rutherford, and it had been reported that there was a split, but nothing official. And then so uh, somebody specifically asked Billie Eilish about Jesse Rutherford, and she said, very, very good friends only, my homie forever. So now he's in the friend zone. Oh, see, that, that's, that's rough, especially since it got made public that way, too. Uh, so we probably know about the famous viral video of the woman yelling on the plane about uh, uh, dropping expletives and saying that, you know what, back there is not real, and she got kicked off the plane. Everyone was wondering what in the world is happening, what's going on. Well, she has appeared, and she put out a video on social media. And I was excited because it was like, it, it was like okay, she explains. She's going to say well, what was going on, what guy was she talking about, whatever it may be. Well, uh, it actually, uh, she didn't explain anything. She just apologized for it. And I was like, okay, so what, what's been going on? Uh, nobody really knew. But after seeing some more videos that have come to light, it looks like she was also very rude to some of the security. They said that uh, she was being almost violent and being threatening. And they had to escort her out because she was, quote, saying, uh, y'all need to escort me out, really, until you see this flight bleeping blow up. That's going to get you removed from the airport pretty quickly. So it uh, wasn't as cool or funny of a story, but apparently she's just got some issues that she has to work through, and that was just a bad day for her. Ian Rappaport is reporting that Zeke Elliott has signed with the Patriots. So oh. Zeke has found a home, and maybe this is a domino effect for other running backs that are out there to get new deals. And uh, the deal is said to be one year and up to six mil with incentives. So can we say that's still 
It's technically silver and blue. I mean, kind of close. I mean, they got red with the Patriots, but the helmets are silver, and there's a little blue in there. <laughs> so not not too crazy, but good to see that Zeke's got him uh, got him a spot. Uh, so this was a, a crazy story. Speaking of Michigan, a woman in a suburb of Detroit said she got a scare when she discovered a live frog was in a container of spinach that she purchased from their grocery store. Said she bought the sealed Eastbound Farm spinach package earlier this week. And when she got home, her daughter found a live frog in the container and screamed it was alive and moving. Thank God I didn't eat the frog. Like, the amount of things that, you know, sometimes we hear these stories about food and stuff and animals. What Like, the canned good of spinach, with the, the fact that the frog was still alive. I guess he was eating spinach like Popeye and getting the strength from it. I don't know what it is, but that's a scary thing. So even canned goods aren't above the law when it comes to possible animals being found in them. Gwen Stefani and Gavin Rossdale's son is a singer, as his parents are, and he performed at a place where he may have had a, a little built-in advantage to getting on stage there, but he performed at Blake Shelton's bar in Oklahoma. He went on to say after the performance, thank you guys, love you so much, thank you for being here. It means everything to me, really. I hope you guys had a great night, enjoy yourselves. So, uh, he looks a lot like Gavin Rossdale, and he, he can sing a bit. Uh, so, Blake Group, uh, Groupie, Grape, Grup, whatever, he's a kicker that hit the 31-yard field goal for the Saints to get the preseason one over the Chiefs. So, that's pretty cool, but the thing is, is he tweeted out, he said, one, step one. I got questioned walking on to the pre- field pregame for not having credentials. Step two, I hit the game winner. Step three, I got stopped by security who thought I was a fan trying to walk into the play- out of the player exit. So uh, the guy hits a game-winning uh, field goal, but before the game and after the game gets questioned by people not thinking he's a real player. So uh, I think he'll take the field goal. It's still a funny story nonetheless. Florida, man, this may be taking it to another level. There's a guy in Florida who stole a baby stroller at Disney World and he went through it. He took several items from it. He was able to get some car keys out of it. And then he took that to the parking lot and found the vehicle and went through the vehicle and got several items from there. He actually was caught on surveillance, so they were able to make an arrest in the case. Well, and i got to give him credit for at least putting all the pieces together to go and find the vehicle to go and uh, rob it. But, hey, listen, he's... Yeah, if you get get on caught on video, it's usually on 4K, especially in Disney. Appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. We got Drive Time Sports coming up next. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis. If you've never painted a room before, it's easier than you think. First-timers who plan each step are quick to wonder what all the fuss was about. Head over to Whit Davis in Jacksonville, Sherwood, or Greenbrier, and you'll find more Valspar medallion colors than you could possibly imagine, including the perfect one for your interior painting project. Medallions are the only paint and primer with color affinity and provides one coat color that lasts. Get organized, get down to work, and then enjoy. And don't settle for anything less 